Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1841 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. And if you are ready to master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days, visit themasteryjournal.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Louisa Joe. Louisa, are you prepared to ignite? Heck yes, I am. Yes. Louisa shows ambitious individuals how to use their skills and interests to start a business on the side that has the potential to generate 2x to 10x their full-time salary. Louisa, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, for sure. So a little bit of background on just my journey up to this point, I would say it could be all summarized by my following the opportunity wherever it led. Um, I started my first business about 10 years ago when it was a, I was tutoring high school students and helping them with college admissions. And how I got started is pretty cliche. Uh, I'm Asian. So my mom's friends asked me if I could help their kids get into a good college and <laughs> I figured, you know, sure, I'm good at this. I can get paid doing it. So why not? And so that did really well. It grew into a six-figure business. And I did that for about two years. But I realized, you know, I spent the first two decades of my life thinking about grades in school. I do not want to spend the however next however many years thinking about it. And so I went into the corporate world. I was in financial services for a while. And that's when a second opportunity presented itself. Um, this was in late 2010 when mobile payments were starting to be the next big thing. And so with a co-founder, I started a mobile payment startup and we got some traction. But after about three years, it just it was time to call it because we just weren't hitting the numbers that we needed. So after that. Uh, I'm getting closer to this, the current business, where I went back to the corporate world and it was great for a while. But then in late 2014, within about a few months, my mother, my father, and my sister all had these separate life-threatening events happen to them and I couldn't be with them because I didn't have enough vacation days. So that's what it took for me to realize, okay, this is it. I've tried a little bit of a lot of things and now I need to build something that gives me the freedom and the control to live my life so that I can spend it doing what I want. And that began my online business journey, which ended up and took me to where I am now. Well, Louisa, let's talk about right now. Like, what would you say your current area of expertise is? Yeah, so my current area of expertise is the strategy that where I take someone who is just starting out, help you figure out what your best skill is and the strategy to turn that into a business. What's something we don't know about that that we probably should? What's something that we as entrepreneurs don't know about turning something that we have skill set wise into a side business that could potentially even grow into a full time business that would be pretty helpful? Yeah. So the biggest thing by far is learn how to do everything yourself first. You can't just be good at your your skill and then try to outsource everything. I do want to caveat that it is incredibly important. And of course, having the right support is key as you grow your business. But what I see is that a lot of new entrepreneurs, especially if they've had a lot of success in the corporate world already and have a good salary, they try and hire and outsource immediately in the beginning. And then they end up blowing through their savings without having anything to show for 
for it. And they, they just, when things don't go well, which always happens, of course, they just have no idea where to even start troubleshooting. Louisa, what I kind of want to move into right now is your journey as an entrepreneur. I mean, you did a really good job in the glimpse section of kind of taking us up to date, but you've had some struggles. You've had some obstacles. You've had some challenges. And I really want to talk about what you consider the worst entrepreneurial moment that you've experienced to date. So take us to that moment. Tell us that story. Yeah, so my worst entrepreneurial moment was a an emotional and a very personal one. So my parents are very traditional. They're very Asian. And their biggest goal for me ever since pretty much the day I was born was for me to be an engineer, have a good corporate job, and just never have to worry about money. The, the whole, you know, white picket fence and everything. And that just wasn't doing it for me. And I try to tell my parents that over and over. But a few months into my business, it just came to a head when my father wanted me to go on a family trip and visit my grandparents. And I told him, I I can't, I can't do this right now because my business has just started getting traction. If I go back with the time difference and the, the poor internet and everything, it's just going to kill a lot of the momentum I've gained. And he was quiet for a minute. And then he said, wow, I see what kind of person you are. If you think this is going to change your life and our lives, you're delusional. So let's kind of dig deeper. Like what was your response to that? And what were the steps you took after that to kind of recover from such really an intense comment by your father? Yeah, it was it was pretty horrible. I didn't really have a response. I kind of just said, okay. And I hung up <laughs> and then went and just had a good cry. But um, the it was just incredibly hurtful. But what it made me realize was that I just needed to be confident in myself. I, I think we hope that our parents, our loved ones are going to always support us no matter what we try and do. But I knew that since that wasn't going to be the case for me, I couldn't wait for permission from my dad or let his disapproval stop me. And I just, I had to trust that I knew what was best for me, even if I didn't really have a plan or no one around me really agreed. I mean, Fire Nation, you have to ask yourself, what kind of life am I trying to lead? Am I trying to lead the life that others want me to lead, that my parents want me to lead, that my friends want me to lead, that my loved ones want me to lead? Like, is that the life that I want to live or do I want to live the life that I want to lead? Because oftentimes those are two different lives. And I think that we know the answer if we're listening to this podcast is that you've chosen at least to have the desire to live the life that you want to live. Because believe me, your family, your friends, they'll be fine. They have their own problems, their own things to worry about. And yes, they want the best for you and they love you. But just because they want the best for you doesn't mean they know what's best for you. Think about that. Now, that's kind of my feedback, Louisa, from what I hear coming from you from that worst moment. But in just one sentence, what do you want to make sure our listeners get from your story? I mean, you summed it up really beautifully. <laughs> but uh, if it were one sentence, I would say just believe in yourself. Choose yourself. Yeah, I like that. Choose yourself, Fire Nation. Choose yourself. Let's talk about an aha moment. Let's talk about one of the greatest ideas you've had as an entrepreneur and Louisa, really take us to the ground floor of that idea. Talk to us about that moment you had that idea and kind of walk us through how you turned it into a success. 
Yeah, absolutely. So my idea wasn't, I can't really even take credit for it, but what it boils down to is taking big risks to get even bigger rewards. So in the first year of this current business, I had had the good fortune of making over $100,000 from a course launch. And I was doing well, I was feeling good about myself. And so I said, all right, I'm going to do my next launch. And my goal initially was just to double, uh, double what I'd made in my previous launch. And I was telling talking to one of my mentors at the time, and she said to me, hmm, that's good. But why not think bigger? Why not go for a million dollars? <laughs> and <laughs> I remember thinking, oh gosh, that is a really big number. And it, it felt scary. It took me definitely some time to think into it. But the more I thought about it, the more I figured, you know what, why not? And so I, I set that new goal. I took the steps necessary to make it happen. And while I didn't end up hitting a million dollars, I ended up having an $800,000 launch, which just completely transformed my business and, and my life. I think one thing that we need to realize, Fire Nation, and it sounds a little corny, but it's true. When we shoot for the moon, guess what? We might miss, but we're probably going to land amongst the stars. So if you set these big goals, wow, I mean... You just never know what the result's going to be, but it's probably going to be a lot more than if you set quote unquote reasonable goals or even small goals. So, you know, just really think about that. Shoot for the moon because you really have nothing to lose. Now, what do you want to make sure that we get, Louisa, from your story? Yeah, the biggest thing I hope anyone listening to this takes away is, like you said, shoot for the moon. And then more than that, just whatever you're thinking now, how can you think even bigger? I think there was a quote by Peter Drucker, which is, we as entrepreneurs, we overestimate what we can do in one year, but we underestimate what we can do in five years or 10 years. Yes. It's so important to realize that, that we can accomplish so much in this life that we have. So have these massive goals and realize they're not going to happen overnight, but they are going to happen if you keep working towards them steadfastly. Now, Louisa, what are you most excited about today? Like what fires you up? Yeah, right now I'm really fired up about a massive project that I've been working on for a while and will be still working on for quite a while. But it's basically personalizing uh, my entire customer process in my business, all the way from when someone first finds me to what kind of content they get to after they purchase my courses, what kind of follow up they get based on how engaged they are with the course. And where do you kind of see that leading for the rest of 2017? Uh, right now, I'm still just even working on the front end. Um, just I want everyone who comes into contact with my business, especially as the online space continues to be bigger and more crowded and less personalized, to really get exactly what they need when they need it, um, depending on where they are. And so that's that's a lot of really automation and systems that we're looking into. But well, you said automations uh, and yeah. systems, but you also said you want some personalization. So how are you going to kind of combine the two? To to make sure that, you know, there's only one you and there's only so, so big of a team you're going to have. So you need systems, you need automations, but how are you playing on also kind of adding that personal touch? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when I think about it, I think at the end of the day, there are just a few core types of people and where they are in their business journey when they join my business. So for me, personalization doesn't necessarily mean you have to speak to me. Um, it means more that you get what you need when you need it. And so I'm developing a, a few kind of different customer journeys and pieces of content that I deliver based on what type of person and where you are in your journey. 
Fire Nation, Luis has been dropping value bombs. More are coming in the lightning round, which we'll be getting to when we thank our sponsors. If you've ever thought about owning a franchise, then you're not alone. But have you ever thought about owning a children's services franchise? If you love music, then School of Rock is a children's services franchise you should definitely check out. School of Rock owners love their business because they get to pass the torch of musicality to the new generation of musicians within their community and operate a profitable business at the same time. School of Rock is a network of over 200 locations and 25,000 students worldwide. The program gets kids up on stage and playing at real rock venues in addition to taking them on tour, offering recording opportunities and having them workshop with accomplished musicians entrepreneur magazine even named school of rock 2017's number one child enrichment program want to learn more school of rock has put together an exclusive download just for you visit franchising.schoolofrock.com contact the school of rock team and tell them entrepreneurs on fire sent you that's franchising.schoolofrock.com Luisa, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? I'm ready. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Wanting to please my parents who just wanted me to have a nice job. Back to the parenting, Fire Nation. We love them dearly, but don't let them run your life. I was going to say ruin, but that's not true. I just, just run (laughs) your life. What's the best advice you've ever received? Think bigger. Share a personal habit that contributes to your success biggest one is investing in myself and constantly surrounding myself with people who are just way more successful and smarter than I am. How have you found ways to do that? Because, you know, that's the thing I hear a lot of people say, you know, I just only surround myself with with amazing, awesome, the top notch people. But how do you do that? Yeah. So one of the biggest ways is in investing. I will seek out a mentor who has done what I want to do, whatever that is. And I will find a way to invest with him or her, uh, whatever that is, I will find a way to make it happen. And then through that, I find that a lot of my mentors usually introduce me to other people who are in a similar situation. And that's been what's worked best for me. Recommend one internet resource. Basecamp. Uh, It's a simple project management tool that makes it easy to keep track of everything you're doing, whether it's just you or you're working with a team. Recommend one book and share why. Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Um, This is the best book that I've ever read on really reprogramming your mind and showing me, helping me understand just kind of the science behind why what you think affects everything in your life. Luisa, I want to end it today on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Awesome. So my piece of guidance is really simple, but really powerful. Just start whatever it is you're thinking of doing. Don't spend all this time in a vacuum or trying to figure out in your own mind first. Start, speak to people, take action. And uh, if you want a little bit help with that, um, I have a free five-day weekend empire challenge to help you with that uh, at, of course, louisajoe.com slash fire. Spell your last name. Yes. uh, My name is spelled L-U-I-S-A-Z as in zebra, H-O-U dot com. Z-H-O-U. It spells, it sounds like Joe, but it's spelled like Z-H-O-U. And of course, Fire Nation, that'll be on the show notes page at eofire.com because you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you have been hanging out with L-Z and J-L-D today. So keep up the heat. 
And Luisa, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Luisa today. And everyone's scared of losing. I know I am. But in my book, I teach you how to finally win. Visit howtofinallywin.com. Learn how to create your dream life a one a step at a time. Fire Nation, I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side.